your host of The Cell. I invite you to listen to our program every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. I would also like to thank you for listening to Community Radio on WGRN LP 94.1 FM, Columbus. I would like to welcome our listeners back for part two with Natalie Donnelly, who is the program manager of African American Health at the James Comprehensive Cancer Center, Center for Cancer Health Equity. So sit back and relax while we continue our journey with Natalie Donnelly. Ernie, I know you got a question for her. Go ahead. <laughs> just listening to all that, I just wonder how she has, how she manages the time. Because, you know, with sex traps, uh, we know how big of a problem that is. So uh, thank you for, for doing that. It is definitely yeah. needed. Yeah. I, is, that, um, is that part of your background with missionary work? and that kind of thing? Yes, sir. Um, So I started out with medical mission. Um, So my longest stem in um, medical mission work is with the Operation Smile program, which started to fix cleft palate. And um, obviously with advancement and medical technology, um, we take a whole team now. We work on cleft palates. We do orthodontic work. We do um, some more ear, nose, and throat, such as, you know, ear tubes, tonsillectomies, you know, some nasal surgery, sinus surgery. Uh, we do some facial reconstruction. Um, so there's there's a whole gamut that we include now. Um, so that's been my most long-standing work as far as the mission work. But you know, as far as time, I truly believe that time is never a deterrent when you're fulfilling your purpose. So God always puts us in positions um, and creates paths for us that allows us to balance what he feels our journey should be in serving others. So I get that question all the time, but I used to be a yes, 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 yes person. I was that person that if you said you needed me in 35 seconds, I would say, you know what, I'm going to be there, but it's going to be 39 seconds, but I'm going to try my best to get to 35, but I'm, you know, realistic, it's going to be 39. And I felt like I was missing out on a lot and not serving in the best way that I could. Um, so so it's okay to say no. It's okay to balance. It's okay to really be redirected. And, and like I said, I just time's never deterrent when you're fulfilling that purpose. So. Amen to that. Amen to that. That's, yeah, when you, you're doing God's work like that, that's more power to you. That's great. Thank you. When you did this Croatian smile, did you go into different uh, countries? To, mm-hmm. Most of the time they showed them going into different countries you know, a group of yep. doctors uh, doing that. What are some of the countries that you travel to? Um, for that specifically, my chapter only goes to the Dominican Republic. Um, so we work okay. directly in Santo Domingo. Um, but I have done other mission work. Uh, Dr. Lombardi, which is an orthopedic surgeon. Um, so we traveled all over. So with him, I've been to China and Australia, Nicaragua, Honduras, uh, Belize, um, with the Tomorrow Come Foundation. Um, we built a school in an orphanage in Guder, Ethiopia. So a week we're in the capital and we're doing um, health assessments and vaccinations and giving out uh, non-prescription, you know, pain medication, vitamins. Uh, we take over hygiene products for the young girls and women. Um, and then we head out to Guder for an additional 10 days um, and we supply them with laptops and English books and school supplies and clothing. 
and, you know, just little incidentals, you know, such as, you know, shampoo, conditioner, lotions, just different trinkets to fulfill uh, what the orphanage needs and the school needs there. So been there, been to Cuba, been to Haiti, kind of been all over. I grew up overseas, uh, split my summers between Germany and England, uh, lived in Spain. So just everywhere that I'm at, I try and plug myself in to doing at least one act of kindness or one act of service, um, whether I'm there personally or, you know, within the mission worker professional. Again, just to to make sure that all the areas that I'm plugged into we're, we're really touching base in those areas that we go to and, and we're serving, you know, a larger population if we can. Ernie, you know something? She young. But everything that she said back and talked about that she's done, you would almost think that, uh, she was an older individual, but she's young, Ernie, and she's done all that. <laughs> now, mid forty, I just I just turned forty five, Ernie. And I'm so I, I mean, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Oh, no. I didn't want to say, but it sounded like you know, she's young. That's young to do all that she has done at that age is young, definitely. Yeah, I. I've been very blessed. Um, I'm just, I wake up grateful every day. You know, there, there's still a lot of adversity and there's still parts of my job. You know, I deal with cancer and death. So there's days and parts of my job um, that aren't easy. Um, and there's for sure adversity. There's emotions. There's situations that no matter the intervention, we know the end outcome. But what I find myself in those situations is, you know, really delving in, um, listening to understand the patients and their families, trying my best to regain faith where I can and where faith is not an option. I just try and change the positive outlook and attitude. And I really focus on quality of life over quantity of life. And as I've transitioned into these different spaces and, and really have conversations with my colleagues and mentors, to be on the same page and focus on quality of life over quantity makes a huge difference at the end of the day. So, um, so that's really important um, to incorporate that in holistic care. I'm staying away from asking women their age because I got she <laughs> looks and I got like, you know better than that. A woman, what her age? Is. All right, I'm yeah, age has never bothered me. You know, I feel. <laughs> that it's our life, it's part of our life, it's how we grace, you know. Um, my grandmother is 101, so, and she is wildly wow. sound, she still travels, she still lives on her own. She she tells me I'm old some days, so, um, but, you know, she's still very social and active. So I tease my friends, you know, because there's some days where they're like, you know, how do you do it all? Like, don't you wish there was more than one of you? And then they're like, oh, wait a minute, let's retract that. We can only handle one of you. Um, so I tease them and I'm like, okay, I turned 45 this year. That means you guys have another 60 years with me because grandma's 101 and that means <laughs> those genetics are solid. So we're like, oh, no, not another 60 years. So, um, so yeah, so um, I feel blessed to be healthy. I feel blessed to have those genetics. I feel blessed to um, truly still have my grandmother here. My kids, uh, who are 23 and 19, they've been able to grow and, and see her reach this age and, and, and soak in that wisdom and, 
and have her here, you know, because not many of us have our great grandparents here. So for mm-hmm. my kids to have that that opportunity and that blessing, um, I couldn't ask for uh, a better thing. So and I, you know, of course, I'm her baby. So um, I'm the only child, and uh, I have cousins uh, through marriage, and they're older than me. Um, so of course, they have to hear about Natalie, the baby, all the time, and it drives them crazy. <laughs> So, you know, and I'm very territorial, I'll tell you that. So when my grandma's called in when I've been in the operating room and things like that, then, you know, she's a talker. She socializes. People love her. And so then she becomes grandma to everybody. I'm like, y'all can call her grandma, but I'm going to tell you at the end of the day, she's mine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm her baby. Let's get this straight, you know. So... So, yeah, so, but, yeah, you can ask me my age all day long. It doesn't bother me, so. Well, it was okay for me to, it was okay for me to hand it out to it, but it's not okay for me in the air. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm slapping my hand now for. <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny. I, I get it all the time, and um, like I said, my son's 23, so a couple of years ago we were, I think at the Olive Garden on Sawmill and one of his classmates that had moved when they were in the fifth grade had come back into town and saw us. And, you know, he comes over to the table and I was away talking to somebody that I ran into. And then I came back and as I'm coming back, he was like, Cedric, I thought you had a younger sister, not an older sister. He was like, dude, that's my mom. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, and she looks like a mom. (laughs) So... Of course, I was like, you know. <laughs> I was like, I'm your sister, you know. He's like, no, mom, you look like a mom. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, so you know, <laughs> just the perspective, I guess, that we run across. Yeah. <laughs> Natalie, what? what are your plans for the future? For the future, what are your plans um, for the future. Yeah, so I just applied to the Doctor of Nurse Practitioner program um, at OSU. So um, I plan to utilize that, obviously, to advance me um, in community medicine as well as research. I do plan to leave Ohio. Every time I say that, I get backlash. And Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) But I grew up here. I was born, raised in Bexley and Forest Park. and uh, I'm just a true July baby. I love my water, my sun. Um, I'm an outdoors person. So um, also I feel for career advancement, um, the South is the place for me. I already have relationships built there. Um, so I do plan to uh, go to Tennessee or Georgia um, and finish my career there in community medicine and research. Um, and I plan to focus on epigenetics which is the study of RNA, mRNA of cancer. Um, And so, you know, focus on that going forward, but keep my hands involved in community medicine and and making sure that uh, I'm doing my very best to decrease health disparity and and gain access across the board for our patients. Ernie, do you have another question for before we uh, end this session? Yeah, I'm glad that she volunteered that information about what she does to relax when, you know, she just want to 
take it easy and get away from all the uh the uh, uh the traffic and stuff of our busy schedule so i'm, I'm mm-hmm. glad, to, glad to hear that uh are your, yeah. are your children are your children in colleges now are that the one twenty three is he in college yes. married um he's working um so he works with a cousin of mine who owns a um graphic design companies. So they do the graphic wrapping of like billboard signs and the buses and um, semis and different uh, things throughout the city. Um, And my daughter is taking her prerequisites for social work um, at Columbus State. Um, So she um, plans on utilizing that degree to do some type of counseling. Um, She does um, volunteer work with me through the In Christie Shoes organization and specifically one of our community partners, Grace Haven, um, and they serve the teenagers and uh, young women 18 to 25 that have been affected by human trafficking. So she would like to utilize um, that degree to be a counselor um, or a social worker to um, help navigate those young girls um, into spaces that they can have advancement. So. Um, so yeah, so uh, I'm officially an empty nester with two litter mate, two year old dogs that my daughter left here with me. Um, so <laughs> I'm an empty nester to kids, but I still have dogs here. So her grandbabies. Um, yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> if you guys excuse me for a minute, we need to take an identification break. Hi, this is Ernest Kelly with the Faith Thomas Foundation. You're listening to The Sale on 94.1 FM, WGRN, and WGRN.org worldwide. Listen to us every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Uh, but I love to travel. Um, travel is is really um, something that um, keeps my passion alive. Um, I love seeing different cultures, different spaces. Um, I'm a huge kayaker, so I uh, drop my kayak here in the Scioto or I take it down to Hawking, um, and I co-own a horse down there as well. So um, I ride horses, and uh, I love cooking, uh, you know, any walks that I can do and um, exercising. So how does she do it? Yeah, well, the reason I I asked, because I know, you know, when you're making a, a move like that from like one state to the act, you have to consider, you know, when you have, uh, you know, kids and, and that kind of stuff, you know, being uprooted, that kind of stuff. It makes mm-hmm. it easier. It does. It does make it easier if they're already established somewhere. Yeah. My son is like me. He, um, We're a good mix of both an extrovert and introvert, but we're more extrovert, so I never have to worry about him. Um, my daughter's going to be the one, she'll never live with me, but she'll be the one that has like, you know, living in five houses down the street. She'll be the one that's close to me. Um, so she'll, she'll be within walking distance for the rest of her life. <laughs> but, uh, but, um, but yeah, so, um, you know, which, you know, I'm fine with, uh, I love being a mother. Um, love being able, you know, to watch my kids grow. And I, I think it's important, um, you know, there, you have those emotions. I think every parent does um, when they graduate, but, um, you know, I'm just thankful that both of my grandparents um, really let me kind of branch out and really get out of the nest and see the world for what it was. 
um, and you know, I just wanted that for my kids. So um, we've traveled since they were little. I promised them we would do all 50 states growing up, and I've taken them out of the country, and they do mission work with me. So um, I just thought that that was very important in their development. Um, so they wouldn't be so culture shocked um, once they got to that stage in their life where mommy wasn't there all the time. So, um, so yeah, so my, my daughter, she's, she's diverse, but she's, she's my little introvert. So she'll be close, but um, <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, so yeah, so just ready for, you know, the next stages for all of us and uh, my son is a leukemia survivor himself, so um, oh, you know, he yeah. wow. he has I'm I'm told him time that. and time again. Yeah, no, thank you. But um, again, we're just blessed uh, by the grace of God that again he ended up with a leukemia that was 92% remission rate. So um, you know he was hit by a car. He had a brain injury from wrestling. Um, so I told him, I said, okay, that was your, your three strikes and God kept you there all three times. So you better be listening to him and what he has in store for you. So, um, so again, you know, just, we, um, we're very thankful, um, that, you know, we've been embraced and, and moving forward. So, yeah, I am so glad that our listeners got to learn, uh, quite a lot about Natalie. And the reason is, is that Natalie's going to be our guest speaker at our Red Diamond Gala on September the 10th. So if you enjoy listening to her tonight, you're really going to enjoy listening to her if you attend, you know, our function. Um, it's going to be a good message. It's a night of hope. And as you've heard for yourself in talking to Natalie, she definitely has all the empathy and just so much more in regards to communicating with people that, you know, you can do it or there's a light at the end of the tunnel or let me help you, you know, do this. So I'm hoping that our listeners out there uh, will attend. Uh, Like I said, you get an opportunity to meet Natalie, get an opportunity to listen to Natalie. And to register by August 31st on faiththomasfoundation.com. Ernie be putting stuff out on our Facebook page out there and on our Twitter account. So, you know, just come on. <laughs> Nat, gonna be fun. Love Nat. <laughs> come yeah. and have fun with your girl. Yeah. You're going to love Nat. <laughs> yeah. Have a few things in store. So uh, Faith and I, Felice and I are going to um, meet this week. So we're going to make it fun. We're going to make it live. um, And we're really going to change the stigma on sickle cell um, and really make sure that, you know, we're we're really getting the awareness out there um, and um, making sure that, you know, we're increasing our, our blood donations. Um, just statistically, African Americans need the most life-saving blood donations, but we're the least giving and the least registered. Um, we're also um, the highest percentage in need of kidneys, um, but again, we're the least registered for organ tissue and eye donation. So, um, you know, it's just it's really a passion of mine to make sure that I'm dispelling these myths 
um, that are keeping us and the African-American communities from really helping one another. And just with the high incidence of racism and the things that are going on systemically in our country, um, nobody's going to help us but ourselves. Um, so we really have to come together as one um, and really and really step up to the plate, accept that accountability, and and really be there for one another in these spaces because all of these things can be curable. Um, and I have the biggest faith that we will find a cure for sickle cell um, as we increase the awareness and the and the funding that's necessary for the research. And um, us as African Americans, I know it's scary, but not every research. Um, is drug-induced or drug-involved. Um, so, you know, if we can get back into participating and creating that information that's going to best help us in the research world um, get to that cure, um, we'll for sure be doing our due diligence um, and making sure that we're making life and the quality of life better for our sickle cell patients. So um, I'll focus a little bit on the reality of cancer incidents and in sickle cell uh, patients um, on September 10th as well. Um, a lot of people don't understand the increase in incidence of cancer amongst sickle cell patients. So uh, we'll be talking a little bit about that as well on September 10th. So I'm, I'm excited. Um, I'm honored. Um, I have adored meeting Felice and getting to know her and having this opportunity to work alongside her um, so, so we can do big things. Yeah. Now, Natalie, you wouldn't believe that I'm an introvert. <laughs> I can see it a little bit, but yeah, bring out the extrovert in you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. there's like energy. <laughs> yeah, you and Kathy both. You know, <laughs> Ernie, I got her to get up. Ernie, I got her to get up and speak at the podium on Thursday. So, and Ernie, oh, I froze. wow, I yeah, I froze. I forgot to say, hey, yeah. we're having the we're having the Red Diamond Gala. On September 10th, because I'm like, I didn't what? Yeah, she, she did. She did great. We did a Facebook live video together, so she's she's branching yeah. out with her. That, so. That's hard to believe. That's because they don't listen to anything Ernie says. <laughs> I'll send you the evidence, Ernie. I'll send you the evidence. Right. I got it. I got it on my right. Yeah. right. She I did. Say, she did great. I can see you. I can see you blinking one eye, Natalie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually not. Like she did such a great job, and she did a phenomenal job engaging with our patients. Um, patients really took away um, a lot of new information, and I'm so grateful that she was a part of this. Um, and like I said, it, it really makes a difference to have her alongside our, our clinical sickle cell team, as well as our Versity blood bank, um, and them three collaborating together um, to really bring all that information to one center um, and, and getting that information out um, to everybody. So, so they know sickle cell has been around. Um, we just don't talk about it, um, and we don't mm -hmm. want to deem it the black disease the african-american disease but in reality that's what it is and we're the most affected by it so we need to step up to the plate and help one another and and get a cure for this so that's what we're going to work on to that 
Felice and I are gonna yeah. we're gonna knock down some doors and we sure extrovert's are. gonna come on. <laughs> She's gonna bring that extrovert out of me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, Ernie, you're gonna get the prize. Yeah. Prize. So, hey, we got it. I just can't. We got to talk about She's Please trying to masquerade as an introvert. <laughs> I am not masquerading. <laughs> oh, so. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that he could get a laugh out of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, so he gonna be laughing. He gonna be laughing the whole time with his wife after this is over. Can you believe Felicia <laughs> said that she was an introvert? <laughs> <laughs> I can see Dana oh, over okay. there laughing her head off right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Well, I like to remind our listeners that um, once again on Friday, September the tenth. Uh, we will be hosting the Red Diamond Gala. You can find out more information by logging on to the Faith Thomas Foundation .org website. Um, and you can also email me at Felice, I'm sorry, at fthomas at faiththomasfoundation.org. Uh, and once again, if you visit our Facebook page, which is the Faith Thomas Foundation, or our Twitter account, uh, kind of forget that one. So, but, um, you know, please join us. Natalie will be speaking, and you'll have an opportunity to talk more with her if you come because she really is a fascinating person, and she her knowledge is just well-diverse. So, Natalie, we thank you for coming on the show today. We really well, thank do. Thank you both. I really appreciate thank you. you. And I'm super excited yeah. about the gala, um, and I think we're going to have a phenomenal turnout. And, again, some fun things going on, so you have to yeah. come out and uh, really enjoy a night of great food and fun and dancing and a little bit of competition in there. So okay. uh, make sure you guys get your tickets, okay, and uh, come support, come support Felice um, and her foundation, and and let's let's vamp up our awareness. Now, how come I couldn't say that on Thursday? <laughs> <laughs> You're getting there. You're I, getting their baby stuff. I froze. Stuff. I froze. <laughs> I, had, I hadn't done anything like that for a while, right? You know? And I just froze. She sees me, and I'm like, oh, my God, I got to go up here with these people. Oh, oh, oh. And then I thought I had a little safety net over to the side over there, but she didn't give me no help. Kathy was to the side. She didn't give me no help, no excuse, no nothing. I'm looking at her. Huh? <laughs> funny, you know. Yeah. But um yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So thank you, Ernie. Thank you. Okay, Natalie. thank you. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you both so much. Thank you. Uh-huh. This is Felice, your host. Peace out. The Faith Thomas Foundation would like to thank you for listening to the cell. We broadcast on WGRN 94.1 FM every Wednesday night at 7:30 p.m. You can also stream us live on Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. on WGRN 94.1. For more information on the Faith Thomas Foundation, please visit our website, Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is Faith Thomas 
F-D-N.